Welcome to At the Table with Darlene. Welcome to At the Table with Darlene. We are so thankful that you are taking the time to listen to our podcast, and uh, we appreciate you, the listener, because if you weren't listening, then it would be in vain for us to sit and have these podcasts, but we're so awesomely grateful for the opportunity that we have. Uh, We have an exciting podcast coming up today. I've just so encouraged by uh, a precious couple that we had on a few weeks ago that you uh, were able to listen to part of their testimony, and today we're going to go into a little bit more, but uh, we have online with us all the way from another country. They are in Israel right now, and uh, their name is Jessica and Ilya, and so we say welcome to you two. Oh, hello. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you so much. Welcome, everybody who's listening. Yeah, thank you so much. We're so glad to be here. Yes, and Ilya, it's so good to to hear you speaking such perfect English. (laughs) Thank you. It it sounds like you have a Texan accent. (laughs) (laughs) Well, sitting next to me uh, at the table today is Tiffany, uh, our daughter, and and also a wonderful woman of God, and we are so excited to have her always. And right across from her, of course, is... uh, Pastor Darrell, my sweet husband, and we are so glad always to have you on. Pleasure. And sitting right across from me is the man of the hour, and we're so glad that Chris Norman keeps us all straightened out. Hello. Uh, <laughs> you should introduce him as your smoking hot husband. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No. Yes, you should. I should, but I'm not. He, okay. he is a wonderful husband. Should, but I'm not. Uh, <laughs> that, that's an inside joke there, Jessica. Sorry about that. Uh, no problem. Uh But anyway, we are glad to uh, have you all join us today, and uh, we'd like to hear a little bit about your journey, the the last time that we talked with you, uh, and our listeners were able to listen to part of your story, uh, and you were in Armenia where we met you, and what Mm -hmm. a God moment that was. Uh, I, I just stand amazed at that. Uh, so we're so thankful that uh, you were in Armenia at the time that we were there and uh, that we got to briefly, briefly, and it was. How long was our conversation, do you think? Um, probably three to five minutes. Hmm. Yes. Wow. And I told my pa- my husband while ago, we were talking, and I said, you know, there's through life you— there are certain times you know that there's God moments and you know there's times where God speaks to you and and he's just asking you to just trust him, you know, and, and step out on that. And I said, I know without a shadow of a doubt that when I met you two, there, it was a God moment. Mm, so, I'm so, so thankful for that. So can you two tell our listeners a little bit, uh, if you want a backstory a little bit, from the beginning, you can do that in case someone missed it, or you can just start from what uh, kind of came together uh, after we talked our last time. Mm-hmm. By the way, that was January 7th, uh, the last time that we were on. Yes, the podcast. Uh, and yes. it was episode number 148, for those of you that are listening and missed the first one. Yes, good idea. 
Okay, go ahead, uh, Jessica and Ilya. Well, um, originally we're from Siberia. Uh, we lived there all our lives. Uh, we mentioned in the first podcast that we met when we were 12. Hmm. And um, we were involved in ministry all our lives. And we got married last year. No, 2021 now. Oh, we're uh, <laughs> well, oh, going on tw- two years now. Dick. Almost. Almost. Um, it's it'll be two years in July. Mm. So we we were married in July 2021 and uh, we were enjoying uh, ministry and first year of marriage and our lives turned upside down when Russia invaded Ukraine. Mm. I think many lives were turned upside down. <coughs> yes, uh, Many people were uprooted from their places mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Uh, we continue to pray for our brothers and sisters in Ukraine. We, we love them and we our hearts break for what's going on there. And in a little sense, we understand what they've gone through, not to the extent, but we had to leave our home, our ministry, our belongings. We only had one suitcase, and one day we packed our, all our stuff and left Russia. Mm. We thought we would leave for two weeks, but it ended up being that we left in March of last year, and we haven't been home since. Wow. And um, in this time... We were, we were planning to go to Kazakhstan, but God closed those doors, closed the doors first to Kazakhstan, then Armenia, and miraculously brought us to Israel um, with one suitcase, we, <laughs> we, with all our winter clothes. I want, you to teach, I want you to teach my wife how to pack, okay? <laughs> oh, she needs one suitcase just for shoes. <laughs> just for shoes. Uh, Ilya is saying you just need to warn your wife about the trip at the last minute. <laughs> yeah. so that no ah, that's the secret. That works. That would be the secret, the secret right there. <laughs> you have no time. You just have to take your most valuable things mm-hmm. and uh, and kind of run for your lives. Yeah, and literally. Literally, yes. And God was with us the whole time. We we see his hand in all of it. Um, we, the verse that encouraged me so much throughout this whole time, Ilya is a Russian citizen, I'm a U.S. citizen, and these are two warring nations against each other. And it raises a lot of questions when we travel. There's a lot of places I can't go as a U- U.S. citizen, and there's a lot of places Ilya can't go as a Russian citizen. Mm. And it becomes very complicated when traveling. (laughs) Ilya is saying, or the amount of days we could stay in a certain country together. Uh, Ilya may have a lot less days, or Hmm. I may have a lot less days, according to the visas they they give. Or one, one country doesn't like Russia, so they'll take them aside and in for questioning or one country won't like America and then they'll mm-hmm. take me in for questioning. Mm-hmm. And um, it just makes them, yeah, it's, it's difficult, especially yes. in, in our generation. But the one verse that continually has comforted us is that what God brought together, man shall not separate. Mm-hmm. Yes. yes. Amen. That's good. People, people may choose to separate, but if you trust in God, He won't let you separate. That's Amen. Good. That's good. That's good. That, yes. That's what helped us. And there were moments when the 
you know, border patrols, the officers, the workers at the airport tried to separate us multiple times. But God in his mercy would bring us back together in the airport. So in this time since March, we moved 15 times. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Between. When you've only got one suitcase, it's easy to do. <laughs> well, with every every move, uh, God would bless us. And a, a suitcase would be added. <laughs> there you go, so, Jessica. Thank you. <laughs> a, a suitcase would be added. So our final move uh, was back to Israel. We moved here. We're awesome. in Israel again. And we had six suitcases this time. <laughs> oh, I feel so much better. <laughs> Thank you. And one suitcase was for shoes. <laughs> See there. Had a girl. Yes. <laughs> uh, it was Jessica's shoes. <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> um. But I, I believe shoes are very important, too. Yes. <laughs> I like shoes. Yes. Um, but we're here in Israel, and this is our 15th time moving. Uh, we were in going out of Russia. We went to Israel, Jordan, the United States, Kazakhstan, Kyrgyzstan, Armenia, Georgia. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't like a vacation. It was like sure. forced to move because mm-hmm. visas were ending. Or we had to do uh, gather certain documents and meet with certain people, mm. and we couldn't go back to Russia. So those were places mm. we had to go. My goodness! Um, so it was kind of like jour- journeying through the desert, and we made it to the promised land. Yeah, <laughs> you did literally. Huh? Yes, <laughs> literally. Yes. Where'd you stay at? And Ilya's saying wherever we were, there was always a need. Yeah. Да, очень, очень много людей, которые действительно они открыты, и они нуждаются в Боге. People are opened everywhere, and everyone is seeking God. Yes. There's there's an openness, especially right now. People are hurting. People are vulnerable. They're lonely. Yeah. Where did you and stay at what, in Georgia? It was Tbilisi. We went for a meeting on uh, how to continue reaching uh, Russian-speaking people mm-hmm. who have escaped the mobilization because it's kind of like a diaspora right now of Russians everywhere. Sure. Mostly it's the former Soviet Union countries mm-hmm. and then uh, countries like Turkey, um, wherever Russians are allowed, or if they have a Schengen visa, they could go to Europe. Right, mm-hmm. right, okay. So, um, since the beginning of, of the war, mm-hmm. so since February or March of last year, they say that about four to five million have left. Wow. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow, a lot, a lot of people have left. Um, but since the mobilization, the first wave, we believe that any moment right now there's going to be a second wave of mobilization mm. in Russia, and it's devastating. It's yes. it's very sad because people are taken against their will. Mm. Mm-hmm. So are many of them moving into the former Soviet states, such as such as. Georgia and Armenia and Kazakhstan and all of those. Is that where they're mm-hmm. moving to? Uh, yes, temporarily. And then 
some, those are the countries. So Russia has a system where you have an internal passport to travel within Russia and the former Soviet countries. But then you need an external passport to travel anywhere else in the world. Okay, okay. okay. Those, those people who don't have an external passport are kind of stuck within Russia or the former Soviet Union mm, country. Okay. So a lot of them are in the process of making that external passport. Right, right. And a lot have gone to Mexico and are crossing the border and are claiming asylum in the United uh-huh. States. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. It's very dangerous to do that, yes. so they're kind of risking their lives. Yes. Ilya is saying these are just like single cases where some are going through organizations that are sponsoring them to come from Mexico. Mm-hmm. And then some are just risking it and just walking across the border with no paperwork. Mm-hmm. And they're wow. asking for asylum because they're so desperate. <clears throat> yeah. And those are the people that need the asylum or, get, or, or to get the entrance into the United yes. States. Yeah. yeah, and we're really grateful that the United States is becoming more open to those who need help um, yes. like that, who have fled the war. They don't want to fight against Ukraine. We met a lot of people who said, "My fam- half of my family are there. How can I kill them? And that's what they say. Well, sure. These are Russians. Right, sure. right. Because, yeah, they have family everywhere in, in, mm-hmm. in these countries, for sure. Right. So, right. uh, as you as you prepared this last part of your journey, I know that you guys were uh, you were helping so many in Armenia. You were I love the way that wherever you went, and Ilya, you said it a while ago that uh, there's so many people to minister to, and how you just opened yourself up. Uh, everywhere you've went, and you have ministered to so many people. And I know that there's a lot of young people your age or maybe uh, a decade older that Mm -hmm. you have been able to really reach into their hearts and give them hope because you two are absolutely examples of what can happen when you trust God and how God can get you where you need to be. So tell us a little bit about how your last times uh, when you were in Armenia, uh, some of the things that you were doing, and then go ahead and proceed with your trip on to Israel then. After we came we arrived in Armenia. It, it happened every time we came to a new country. We felt alone. Mm-hmm. You don't know anybody. You don't know the city. You don't know where the uh, grocery store is, the supermarket. <laughs> Armenia, in Vanadzor, it was a whole adventure to find the grocery store. <laughs> I can believe that one. We couldn't even find the church. <laughs> we, <can't believe laughs> we got lost on the way to the church. No street signs. <laughs> yes. Readable. <laughs> right. It's, it, it, it felt like you're, I don't know, in the Soviet era in mm-hmm. Vanazor. It's, it was poor. It was, mm-hmm. it was different. Um, we're, we're both blonde and 
we stood out. The Armenians all stared at us, and Ilya's <laughs> uh, almost six five, and so oh, wow. <laughs> he he stands out from all the little Armenians that would look at him. <laughs> <I bet. laughs> He's very tall. Uh, so he, we felt alone. We felt different. Несколько, возможно, недели две, пока мы обживались, мы начали замечать русских. So as we got settled in Venezuela, uh, we started to notice a lot of other Russians who looked, you know, like us. They were also blonde and they didn't look Armenian. Armenians are beautiful people. They have curly, beautiful curly hair. They do. Olive They're very beautiful. Yes. yes, olive skin, and then we started noticing kind of like these pale Russians. <laughs> <laughs> or they spoke well in Russian. They didn't speak with an accent. Armenians speak Russian, but you could hear the yes. mm -hmm. the difference in the accents. Uh, so as we stood in line in the store, we hear pure Russian, and we turn around and we start talking to them in the store. We would ask them, how long are you here? How are you doing? Do you need any help? Can we help you in any way? And the biggest need that we noticed among almost everybody that we met was fellowship. They wanted to talk. Потому что они чувствовали вот это одиночество, то, что мы пережили, когда ты не знаешь ничего, и тебе как бы нужно начинать свою жизнь сначала. It was like what we felt when we first arrived to Armenia. We felt lonely. Eventually, we became friends with a ton of Armenians, and they continued to pray for us. We're so grateful. And but in that first moment, you don't know anybody, and you feel lonely. And That's what they felt. They felt vulnerable. They felt lonely. And from that need, we started kind of like the small movement of just uh, gathering people in this one restaurant. We started to uh, talk to them, have fellowship. Get their numbers, um, kind of meet people. We, we would say, would you like to meet up? Would you like to come and play a game with us mm -hmm. in a restaurant? We would play every Saturday. Um, I don't know if you've heard of the game Mafia. That's what we played. <laughs> I played that when I was young, yeah. <laughs> Drinking Armenian coffee, huh? <laughs> Drinking Armenian coffee and playing mafia with the Russians—that's awesome. What a combination! That should be a book title. Uh, yes, yes. Yeah, that's the title to your next book. And those when you see the show podcast, so good. Да, и мы обнаружили, что даже сами ребята начали, например, English Club. Um, and the Russians themselves, they started this English club in... Пришли, and да? we would just come there because we spoke English. Да. Они, конечно, курили, and it, it, even though we would gather together 
in diff- like in a restaurant or play mafia or English club or just get together. They would they would order their own food, their order alcohol, they would smoke, and we would still sit there with them. And we just built that friendship with them. It, it wasn't like they would become so drunk that they couldn't think clearly or they were, you know, out of control. But some did drink a lot. Mm-hmm. It was for us who grew up in the church, um, we were not used to that. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> it was something new for us to be friends with people who are, who live a completely different lifestyle. That's right. That's right. And through this friendship, we noticed that we could earn their trust. It wasn't fake. It was. It came naturally. We really enjoyed talking to them. We were interested in their lives and their story, what they went through, how they escaped. And they were open to hear our story then. And even it would spark conversations when we would meet one-on-one. This guy, he said, I notice you don't drink. He said, why don't you drink? And that would spark up more conversations. Or mm-hmm. uh, we noticed that you don't smoke. Why don't you smoke? Why Why don't you swear? Why don't you cuss? Mm-hmm. Because that's what they would do. Yeah. And it just reminded us of how Jesus was with yes. the mm-hmm. outcasts, that he was with yes. those who were not righteous, who, who, who were open. He, he, was, he was the friend of the sinners. And yes. that just broadened our view of how to love on people. Mm. And then when mm. the opportunity came, we would share our faith. Well, you, were non, you were non-judgmental. You loved them regardless. Non-judgmental. And this one guy was so funny. He was from our home city. Um, from Novo Kuznetsk. Yes. <laughs> and as we shared our faith, <laughs> at the end he said, he said, I think your faith is stupid. And <laughs> 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 We laughed so hard. He was shocked. He thought that we would get offended, offended. or we would have a conflict. And it kind of is uh, to the world. That's what it seems. But every time we met afterwards, we, were, we showed him love and we showed that we were happy to see him. And he would get excited to see us. Yeah, and awesome. he would give us like the biggest hug, even though he said that. You know, I think you're stupid. <laughs> is, there, is the we, word stupid in Russian or is it crazy or something like that? It's more like... It's more, 
like crazy uh-huh. or stupid or irrational. Okay, okay. It's irrational. It doesn't make sense. Mm. <laughs> and I, and he said he's an atheist. I said, well, actually, you have more faith than we do because it's easier to believe in God than not to believe in him. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Right. Yeah. Yeah. На протяжении сколько два, два полтора, месяца. Два, полтора да, два месяца мы вот так встречались с ребятами. Некоторые в это время уже уезжали в Россию, мы встречались с ними индивидуально. Um, some, uh, so we were in Armenia for the next two months, and we started meeting people. And those who had to go early back to Russia for reasons like work or their apartment or their family, some had to go back. Unfortunately, we would meet with them one on one before they left, and we would pray with them yeah. for it's for God to protect them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and and we would share the good news with them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So when we found out that we received the visa to Israel and we already had the date set to fly, мы написали в наши уже диалоги ребятам и сказали, что мы хотим сделать для вас прощальный вечер. And we told the people that we met. We started a chat on Telegram. It was about 40 people, and we said, "Hey, we want to meet with all of yeah. you and have a goodbye party." Yeah, great idea. Да, и написали в общий чат. Там было около 40 человек. And so uh, we wrote into the big chat where there was over a thousand people in it and we announced that we're leaving and um, about 40 people came that night to to say goodbye. Mm-hmm. And we did, we did a fun game for them. We kind of organized an event for them. Когда ну, человек уезжает или, например, на свадьбах, когда ну, какое-то событие происходит, человек делает тост, то есть он говорит речь. So in Russia, there's this tradition, either at weddings or at goodbye parties, when he's leaving, the person um, who's leaving or who's being honored does a toast and uh, we, or says a speech. And that's what we said. We would like to make a toast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Even yeah. though we had right. no alcohol, we just had go. water. <laughs> and they were all so focused. And these are mostly atheists. These are IT people. These are very smart, mm-hmm. successful mm-hmm. people in Russia. These are not poor people. These are people who had the fi- finances to leave. If we would have shared right away our faith or the good news with them, they would not receive mm-hmm. from us. Mm-hmm. But because we spent this time, we became their friends. Yes. yes. It was like the ground was being prepared. Mm-hmm. It would be like uh, me trying to give Jessica a flower and then saying, marry me. <laughs> you can't right, do that. Right, right. Uh, I wouldn't marry him. <laughs> well, we certainly... Love takes time. Yeah. And a lot of work. Amen. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> 
так, так как мы посвятили им время. Они готовы были выслушать нас. They were ready to listen. И они выслушали, я сказал, вступительную речь, что мы все понимаем, мы понимаем с Джессикой то, что, через что они проходят. Да, и мы направили их на то, что Бог хочет построить с ними отношениями через Иисуса Христа. И мы подарили им как брелочки. Yeah, yeah, through Jesus Christ, and we gave them uh, small keychains as a little gift, and um, it had the verse: um, "Those who wait upon the Lord shall be renewed in their strength." Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know that and gives a whole that gives a whole new feeling or a new revelation to love covers a multitude of sins mm -hmm. because that can mm. be that can be interpreted another way. Like you guys did, and uh, you didn't see their sins because the love that you had from God to them covered the sins that allowed you to develop relationships, which opened the door to spread the gospel. Yes, right. Yes, it's not easy. It's um, it's difficult, especially I, for me. It was a huge sacrifice because when people. Um, either smoke, um, they, it's the new one, the vape or the hookah. Mm -hmm. um, I get very tired when I'm around those people. I don't know if it's because the smoke affects. Like, we had to wash our clothes because we smelled like tobacco. And I'm like, we can't go to church like this. <laughs> I'm like, wait, we're going to take a shower and we're going to wash our clothes. <laughs> But that was the norm for them. We never, yes. we yeah. never told them. But sure. like, I'm like, Ilya, you got to shower before we go to bed. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to, I don't want to sleep with you if you smell, if you smell like a smoker. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, it's it's just so beautiful, and I and I love the fact. Here's a young couple that, in one essence, you know, you're you're fighting for your life, you know, for your next, and and you're on this journey. And uh, you you were knocked back so many times, but because you were, you were able to relate to those that were going through a journey very similar to yours, but you had something they did not. You had something to give to them. It, it makes me think of, you know, when uh, Peter and, and John were, were walking by the gate, you know, and and they were, and the, the man was asking them for alms, you know, give them some money or something. It was, well, such as I have a gift to you. And that's what you did. You gave what you, what had. you had. And part of what you had was your experience and your testimony of love to them. And you could so relate. And, and you know, I believe that the seed that you planted in those people, I don't know if you'll ever know on this earth, Maybe you will on some. Maybe they'll communicate back with you. But I believe that you imparted something in them. Had you not gone to where they were, you would have missed the opportunity mm -hmm. of, of what God's mission was for you while you were there. 
Darlene spoke a few weeks ago on connecting the dots. In fact, I think, mm-hmm. don't we have that on the uh, mm-hmm. podcast? Uh, connecting the dots. And, and that's you can just see God working in your lives, connecting mm-hmm. the dot, you know, to Kazakhstan. No, can't go there. Connect the dot to Armenia. Stay there for a, a, a month or two or however long it was. And then connecting the dots and, and directing you along the way. It's just amazing to watch how God leads us and guides us when we don't know where we're going. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Wow. Yeah. Uh, so now you're in Israel. Now, tell me a little bit. You you got you were able to get your visas and everything, and uh, so you have you have your your night of uh, toasting to those wonderful friends that you met, and uh, then you guys. How did your uh, connections and everything go well when you left Armenia and got into Israel? Um. Pretty. Almost well. <laughs> Almost well. Okay. Okay. Well, um, we could share. Yeah. Well, the beginning of the flight, um, they took all our six suitcases, and I was like, "Wow, this is amazing! The Lord is going before us." <laughs> yeah, especially when it's only one or two that you normally get to take. That's pretty good. Right. And they didn't charge us extra. I'm really? like, well, the f- oh my goodness. Yeah, it was amazing. I was like, the favor of the Lord is here. Yes. <laughs> when we landed in Israel, what we were told, what we were instructed to do is um, uh, at passport control, say that our visas, our volunteer visas are waiting for us at passport control and mm-hmm. that they should give them to us. Mm-hmm. And the man looked at us. And he looked at our papers. He said, you don't have a volunteer visa. Uh Uh-oh. And we said, we do. Uh, It's here. And he said, no, even though you paid, it doesn't mean anything. And he said, go wait. And uh, he he looked at Ilya's passport and he looked at mine. He said, here's a tourist visa for you. And he said to Ilya, go wait. To the side, I said, I would like to wait with my husband. And they said, okay. And so we sat for four hours. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> and it was mostly Russians who they detained. Ну да, потому что российские паспорта сейчас это как непопулярные. Russian passports are not very popular right now. Уже русский паспорт сейчас это как уже подозрительно. Они переживают, что многие люди, которые приезжают сейчас... Из России в Израиль, к примеру, они останутся здесь. То есть they're, попытаются как-то остаться незаконно. They're concerned that a lot of Russians, because of the war, are going to try to stay illegally. We know of people who have been deported, who are Russian, who have been deported from Israel on false accusations. And we were concerned about that. And we were praying and we were just trusting the Lord and saying, God, if this is your will for us to be here, then open that door. And if not, then close it. Right. It, it was scary. Mm-hmm. Um, it was scary. We prayed. They gave us sandwiches. We were really grateful for that. <laughs> <laughs> were, you, were your parents? <laughs> it was a little easier afterwards. So we were grateful for the were your, airport that were they your gave parents, us sandwiches. Were your parents waiting for you at the airport? Yeah. Okay. Uh, my dad was. He went home. Because they're about 30 minutes away from the airport. And so he went home and was waiting for us as we uh, were going to text him. Right. But they were praying. Yes. And uh, 
the lady, the lady then uh, called Ilya in. I wanted to go in with him, and they didn't let me go in. Um, but Ilya was firm, <laughs> and uh, I, <laughs> I think she got scared because he was very tall. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God for height. Uh, да. Богу, Богу, Богу. He said 100%. <laughs> It helped this time. We, we talked briefly. And she said, what's the purpose of your trip? We came as volunteers to Israel. We have volunteer visas. И она говорит, что у вас нет волонтерских виз. No Но она все-таки дала мне туристическую визу. И уже позже мы здесь в Израиле получили And later on in Israel they they put it in our passports, which we're really grateful that happened just a few days ago. Amen. We were we were really grateful. That and, is uh, so good. Yeah. We're here now for about a month, and we're looking for a place to live. It's we we didn't realize how complicated it is in Israel to live, and it's both mm. for Israelis and non-Israelis. It's mm. difficult for everyone. Yeah, but but it's a little harder for non-Israelis. So you've been, you have met Russian-speaking uh, Jews or Russian former Russian people there since you've been uh, there? Yes. There are very many Russians and very many Ukrainians. Okay. Um, there's a pilot project in the process right now. We're working on it. Да, в, по статистике, вообще, Израиль небольшая страна. Israel is a small country. И в Израиле сейчас находится около 15 тысяч украинских беженцев. There's about 15,000 Ukrainian refugees here who have fled the war. Wow. Да, wow. это именно те, кто не могут сделать алию. У них and, нет еврейских корней. And these are refugees who cannot make aliyah. These... Uh, People don't have Jewish roots. They're Ukrainians. Mostly it's women and children here. We're in the process of getting um, in contact with people who could lead us to these families. They're gonna they're gonna tell us about a about fifty families who need help around our city who we could give food bags to yeah. and and build friendships with them. And, and, and there's people who uh, in Canada there was one person in Canada said that he would like to give towards this project. We're in the process of organizing it and Uh, maybe they have this thing in Israel, it's called Hug, which is an after-school club. Mm. There's two big needs for the refugees here. It's food. It's, uh, it w- we would give maybe two kilos of meat 
and then other dry products like noodles and um, flour, rice, um, those types of staples mm -hmm. for them to have that are long-lasting. Да, и вторая очень большая нужда, так как дети не обладают ивритом, то есть они не могут говорить со своими сверстниками. The children here, who are the children of the refugees, they, they don't understand Hebrew, and they can't go to the schools, the Hebrew schools, so they're at home all the time. И у них очень тяжело проходит вот эта адаптация. And this time of adapting to a new culture is very difficult for them. Через продуктовую помощь, общаясь с людьми, мы хотим начать также для детей клубы. We would like to start clubs, like after-school clubs for them to do something, maybe learn how to play the guitar, or learn how to take pictures, or learn English, or, or play games outside. Play mafia. What I love well, in listening to you two, the things that just absolutely makes my heart leap inside of me, yes, me too. is the fact that you are two young people on a mission. Mm -hmm. And that mission is to touch people's lives for Jesus Christ. And you find a way, and because of that, and because God can trust you, with, with uh, wherever you go. And it's just, it's so beautiful to listen to you on. You give hope to every age. Uh, it doesn't matter what age is listening to these podcasts. Is, is We all have purpose. Uh, God has called us and equipped us with purpose. And you two are such a great example of it. In spite of, of all the opposition, I mean, we think sometimes in life we have opposition But you're what you walked into a world of great opposition, uh, of the enemy's camp, so to speak. But yet, God is just using you mightily, and uh, I, I just, I just take my hat off to you yes. if I had one on. Uh, but I just Thank you. to you guys for the for the stand that you have for Christ. And the hunger to help God's people. Yeah, and to leave the comforts of your yes. country uh, and, and to to be in several countries away and starting all over, basically. Uh, what, a, what a tremendous step of faith. Uh, if any of the listeners want to support what you're doing, is there a way to, uh, to channel finances to help support what you guys are doing? Or, uh, I mean, we can from Solid Rock, but I'm just wondering if there's a way that those that are listening can do something to help. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. We're, we're so honored. Probably the best way would be through through your church or okay. through okay. Darlene. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and we can uh, think about the best way. If anybody listening wants to give to the Ukrainian refugees, to the mothers and the children, that would be wonderful if they want to uh, support yes. the food bags or um, the after-school programs, whatever is on your heart, okay. whatever the Lord okay. speaks. Um, Amen. Well, we definitely what? know we're, we're supposed to hook up with you and, and yes. that we are doing and going to do. Uh, but, yeah, I, I believe that uh, the heart of God has been speaking through you and is going to speak to our listeners because mm -hmm. we are living in a time where... If we can just ever get that, ever get that vision that this life is not about me, 
this life is about him and about his kingdom. And there's so many people that are hurting, so many people that need to know that Jesus loves them, that needs to know that there is hope in times when, when your country is being destroyed, when the, the life that you have always known is over. But that God's got new life. God's got the next, and Amen. so you guys are such such an example of that. And and we want to have you on not again and again as time goes by because <laughs> you. your Praise story uh, is is the story of Him. It, it's it's just like you know in the Word of God we read about the stories of God's men and women that encourage us and keep us moving today. And we preach on them, and and the testimonies of other people that changes our lives. Yes. And so you, you two, your testimonies are going to change so many lives, and uh, we want to be part of that. Yes, we do. Uh, so uh, bef- we're going to wrap this up. We we could talk to you for another hour, and but <laughs> but uh, we but we know that uh, we have to wrap up this program. But we want to have you on Real World soon, and we're going to. Um, so, uh, can I throw out a, a website or something to help people give? Or is that uh, yeah, they can if if they can just go on to our wawministries.org, and uh, they can uh, put on there if they would put uh, just is they could put Israel or they could put uh, Jessica and Ilya. Yeah, um, I think. Uh, it, yeah, and if they would just send us also a note, uh, that would help too. But you can go on missions uh, under uh, WAW or just send it to WAW. When you go into ministries, you will see the it's got like a, a drop down. Is that correct, mm-hmm. Chris? Mm-hmm. And uh, that you'd find WAW ministries. You can do that. And you can also then email us, uh, Darlene Solid Rock at gmail.com. You can just do that. And uh, we definitely uh, will make sure that it gets to Ilya and Jessica and the ministry they're involved in. And so we would love to do that. Uh, I want to give you both just an opportunity to speak to the hearts of anyone that's listening. Would you guys just speak to them? And uh, then we're going to pray. I think God loved us so much that he gave his all for us and even though we go through such difficulties in life he he said he will we will walk through the valley of the shadow of death, but he doesn't leave us there. He doesn't, he didn't say that you're going to stay there. Amen. We walk through and he walks with us in those valleys. Yes. And God loved us so much that he gave us all. And for me, it's how, how can I give less? I want, I, I can't give less. I want to give my all because I love him too. Amen. And, and wherever anybody is, it, yes. you don't have to go across the world to do the mission. 
Uh, you could go yeah. across the street Amen. because the world is at your doorstep. Yes. There's so, so many refugees and immigrants in the United States now yes. um, yeah. that God wants to reach through those, maybe their neighbors. Uh, I know that there's a lot of Afghani re, um, refugees or mm-hmm. refugees from other countries who have suffered and they they need that hope. Yes. And, yes. and, and Christ is our hope and that's the best way just to Amen. be kind and to feed them and to love on them mm-hmm. and Amen. be friends. Yeah. Seems like everywhere Jesus went, he fed people, didn't he? Yes, food is the doorway to the heart. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> Fellowship, playing cards, and eating food. Eating food. Amen. It, it, it brings healing to the soul. Yes, yes it does. It yes, doesn't it hurt is. to have a cup of coffee in that, no. too. <laughs> Everywhere yeah. Jesus went, he made sure that people had something to eat. Yes. Um, yeah. I'm going to ask my husband to pray over this podcast, and we're just going to... Uh, pray and bless you, but bless the listeners, because I believe that God's going to speak to some hearts. Mm-hmm. Amen. Father, what a privilege it has been today to listen to the testimony and the ministry of Ilya and Jessica. God, we thank you that your hand has been upon them for the last several months, directing them and pointing them in the direction, God, that they're at today. I believe, God, you're going to use them mightily. You're going to open doors for them. You're going to supply all of their financial needs. God, I thank you that increase is coming in 2023. And uh, this couple, God, we know can be trusted to handle the finances, and you're going to use them, Lord, to, to bless other people throughout that land. God, we thank you for this podcast that it's going into many nations. It's going into many homes. I believe, God, that it's going to touch people and people are going to be encouraged and lifted up, blessed by the word. And I I just thank you today, God, for this precious, precious couple. And uh, thank you for the privilege that we have had to to meet them and uh, to actually meet them in person. So thank you, Father, for the blessings. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Until the next time at the table with Darlene, may the peace of God rule and reign in your hearts. Shalom. Thank you for joining us today at At the Table with Darlene. We'd love to hear from you. Email us at darlenesolidrock at gmail.com. Let us know any topics you would like to hear from At the Table. You can also check us out at darlenerhodes.org. Also at wawministries.org. Thanks again for joining us at At the Table with Darlene.